What tabletop RPGer doesn't love dice? I do, and I'm sure you do too. So if you are looking to begin a dice collection, or let's be honest, add to yours, check out Dice Envy. Go through the link in our show notes, and you will be able to find many, many sets of beautiful dice of all different kinds and sizes. When you use the link in our show notes to go to the Dice Envy site, not only will you be able to shop their entire collection and catalog of various dice sets, but you will also help support this show because a small portion comes our way, which we will then immediately roll back into making this show better for you. So check them out, diceenvy.com, or better still, go to them through the link in our show notes. Hey stackers, do you feel like your games are bland and lacking in atmosphere? Well, fear not, because if you go to BattleBards.com, you can access a whole host of sound effects and background music that can really spice up your games. BattleBards.com offers a Prime subscription, and if you use our stack code, S-T-A-C-K, you can get a 20% discount on this subscription. If you are a Prime member, you have access to a soundboard and editing tools, and the ability to stream sounds. This can be useful for adding like a dragon's roar to a final boss encounter or maybe some ambient tavern music for when your players are at the local inn taking a rest. Check it out at BattleBards.com. Follow a band of intrepid friends as they seek to understand the world changing around them and as they work together to face a growing evil. Enter a world of adventure and mystery in Vardalon. Previously on Stack of Dice. As he leans in close, the beak of his mask comes close to your face, and there's a scent of strong spices. You'll be fine after we take care of you and your friends. Ew, what is that supposed to mean? And then you need to do a wisdom saving throw. Oh, grief. Of course I did. Six. Okay. <laughs> You fall prone immediately, and you are laughing so hard that you cannot stand up. And the effects of this laughter finally leave you, and you want to just lie there on the floor, tears streaming down from the corners of your eyes, and now they're turning back into tears of rage. Uh, You have finished your turn, but next turn you will be ready to get up and move again. She's just going to, as she is kind of, you know, (laughs) trying to get to her feet... And she's going to raise her head to look up at him and say, You're going to be sorry you did that. All right, next attack. Actually, I'm going to cut you off there. What? Did I kill him? Your axe slams into him. There's a brief moment where time seems to slow. The axe connects with his chest. His beak looks down to see where it is buried into its chest before he goes flying straight backwards into the surface of the crystal. Mm. You may think you've stopped us, but there are others who will see the Reavers work through. I will still heed the crystal's call. I come, Master. I come. But the pillar appears to fight back against the unwelcome intrusion. There's another flash of white light, more brilliant than the last. The doctor's voice, which had been rising in ecstatic laughter, 
echoes throughout the chamber now as you stand, heaving for air in the choking ashes of the battle-scarred place. It's wrenched from laughter into a scream of unutterable anguish, then shifts insensibly into the croaking of a raucous bird. Now the bird calls fall away, and a new voice calls out, but it's chillingly familiar. We are not done. My master has rescued me. The transformation is complete, and now a birdman, clad in glossy black feathers, grasps the side of the pillar. With one more startled cry in the same voice, the hideous creature flaps upward through the haze and disappears from sight. As the surface gleams once more, a spiraling ridge along the outer surface begins to protrude more and more until a smooth walkway winds its way up the giant pillar. Okay, so how far am I away from uh, Farron and the, and the, the two uh, lizard folk people? I'm trying to remember. I think he's pretty I, far I, away. Yeah. I remember you moving and then moving and moving. Right, yeah. so I think you were about halfway there. Okay. I, I just listened to the episode yesterday, and the last time I remember him saying he was 105 feet away, because okay. he said, man, I'm so far away from this dude, it's ridiculous, yeah. because he was only ever just like doing his regular movement, mm -hmm. and then he got shot up in the air by the lava and dumped right back down to the same spot. Yep. Um, Farron, I'm not sure she ever moved. She moved five feet or 10 yeah. feet yeah, or something. Yeah, I'm, I'm far she away. She just kind of stayed where she was and engaged with her lizards. Okay, then let's say that you are about 40 feet away from Farron. I am going to spend um, two psi points and Mighty Leap over to uh, Farron. All right, and what is the effect of Mighty Leap again? It is, as a part of my movement, I jump in any direction up to 20 feet per psi point I spend. Okay. We haven't done the Mighty Leap sound effect in a I while. Know, <laughs> no. I All right, let me do something real quick. You feel strength gather in your legs, and you lean forward and just you shoot across the room 40 feet. You land skidding to a stop on the, the pebbly floor right next to Farron. All right, and then I'm going to uh, take my Panabis, which is in hand, and I'm going to try to hit Farron. I'm just joking. <laughs> Put her out of her misery. <laughs> I'm going to try to strike one of the uh, lizards. Okay, good. Yeah, it's warm. <laughs> warm enough. I miss. I mean, their, 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 their hit is like 15, so what do you add to your penalties? Uh, four. Oh, okay, never mind. 12. <laughs> You're so busy skidding on the floor that you're having problems getting your panabas out. <laughs> and so it gets tangled in the, the hem of your robe for a moment and throws off your aim. All right. As a bonus action, I'm going to spend one side point for ethereal weapon for my next uh, Ooh, my next thing. Interesting. How many side points are you down to? Um, oh, yeah, out let of let curiosity. Me, me oh, you haven't been doing that? No, I well, just, 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 just did it. I'm just kidding. So that was one. Uh, that three. Was two, total of three. Let's see. Seven and seven is 14. 14 and 14 is 28. We've got uh, plus 10 is 48 plus 38, five. dear. 38. I was just testing you. Good job. <laughs> uh, plus another five. 43. 43 plus two. 45. Plus just the three I spent now. 46. 46 and I have 64 total. Mm -hmm. So you said like 18 points. You have 18 left. Yep. Okay. That's the end of your turn. Farron, turn. it is your turn. I am going to finally get to use my burning hands against them. Okay, and what's the added effect here? Because you hit both of them with a melee attack on the previous round, 
Right. They get uh, disadvantage on the, the saving throw. Okay. And Burning Hands is a 15-foot cone mm-hmm. effect, so I'm hoping to get both of them. Yeah, yep. And uh, yeah, there it goes. All right, I'll here goes roll number one. I rolled a one and a six. <laughs> All right. So critical so fail. There's the disadvantage there. He's going to take double damage. Yes. And a five and a nine. <laughs> so my dice are not warm. Can you just hold these for a second? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Go ahead and roll damage. And I'm going to double up the damage on one of them. Okay. Uh, 10, 13 is what I rolled. That's the base damage? Uh, yes. For burning hands at level 10. 13 on one and 26 on the other. The the one one was, I guess, distracted by Womberbash skidding in, and he turned to the side and caught the full brunt of your blast <laughs> right in the side where he was a little less protected. You smell cooking lizard. Mmm, <laughs> <laughs> alligator hungry. <laughs> I'm getting hungry. <laughs> Uh, the other one is shielded slightly and so takes the regular amount of damage. The the, uh, the one that took double damage disintegrates into a pile of ash and just pff, falls down onto the floor. Uh, the one that was shielded is still up, but not by much. But he is going to take a whack at you. Oh, no. You somehow rolled a natural 20. I did. He's almost dead. <laughs> what? You did I, not. <laughs> I sure did. I rolled a 20 and a 19. There's something wrong with his dice. <laughs> All right. Um. The 20 is going to hit for double damage. All right. The bite does six points of damage. I rolled a one. That'll, that'll work. And he draws back, leaving strings of saliva between his mouth and your arm. And swings in with his club. Okay, that's going to be seven points of damage. Okay. And that is it for my turn. Well, the lair, let's see what the lair does. The lair stays dormant. That's a mercy. Yeah. Tira, it's your turn. All right. You're Um, over on the edge of the cliff by the chasm and the pillar is right there. A, A ridge has pushed out from the side, making a spiral walkway up. All right. Tira looks back at the spiral walkway and she is kind of dancing on the spot, itching to run up there and finish this. But she turns to see that Farron and Bash are still doing battle with the, with the other two lizards. So she has a moment of indecision and then takes off. Can I reach them or are they too far away? They are. I should ask that first before I. They're too far away. Yeah. Uh, you can move 70. You can dash 70 right. feet. Then I can't you, attack. Right. You can't attack. And that would be, you'd still have another 50 ish, mm-hmm. 60, 70 feet to go. And I'm too far away from my light hammer. You could throw it, but it would be with disadvantage. Okay. Well, I'll do that because I can see that the one lizard that's left is like barely clinging to life. Right. I mean, yeah. I mean, if he, if he, if you said he's he's not up by much, so I imagine I could see that. I mean, he's bloody and whatnot. He's probably charred and staggering. Yeah, is how I'm envisioning. I mean, there, there's, yeah, there's, go for there's it. Normal, go for it. There's normal visible effects when someone's almost dead. I don't yep. have to be right there. I, All I'm, right. I was trying to see what the range limits. It was are. it was 
20 slash 60 or whatever that right. means. Right, but anything beyond 60. But I, I'm wondering if there's a maximum distance that Meh. you can even throw the thing, but I'm just going to not even wor- I'm worry I'm super about strong. It. I have a 20 strength. Yep. I can throw it. Now, how accurately, who knows? Ugh. Nope. Not very, it would seem. <laughs> I mean- The hammer like- listens in the air as it- <laughs> As it flips end over end and then lands about 20 feet away from you. (laughs) (laughs) It's like (laughs) 20 on the floor. (laughs) Womber, is it anything else you want to do? Well, I don't think I was going to say she roars and takes off towards him, but then I can't really do that because I already attacked. So, wait, I mean, do I get a second attack with that or is it only with my axe that I get a second attack? You get two attacks per round. Of course, round. I just tossed away the light hammer. Exactly. So, what am I going to do? Exactly. <laughs> Throw a rock. <laughs> you big meanie. Yeah. It looked good. <laughs> <laughs> Did it though? <laughs> um, all right. Well, then in that case, um, I'm going to turn towards the pillar and use my movement to start up the... Oh, so you didn't do that. I didn't. I didn't move. Remember you said... Okay. I I, I kind of reneged on that because I realized, oh, I've got a light hammer I can throw. I thought you meant you didn't do any of that. No, no, no. No, I can't just take it back because it didn't work. That'd be... (laughs) That's cheating. (laughs) Wait, never mind. Yeah, never mind. I didn't do that at all. No, I mean, I'm... Tira, I can see you snarl, you yeah. throw the hammer, nothing happens. You kind of shrug and you Arr! turn to face the pillar. Oh, no, I'm not shrugging. She's more like, Arr! and then turns to start up the stair. It's not a staircase. It's just a just a smooth- Like a ramp. Ramp. Okay. Yep. Starting up the ramp then. Okay. As the soles of your shoes touch the, uh, the ramp, a tingle runs up you. A good tingle? <laughs> it doesn't feel- bad you don't feel any ill effects I'm like is it trying to grab me or what is happening here? no you're not yeah. sinking into it it's just okay. the the physical proximity to oh so it's like yeah. nerves jangling yeah. okay gotcha Wombarbash okay so once I get my sure footing I turn and look toward the other lizard <laughs> uh, and because of ethereal weapon you have to succeed on a dexterity saving throw or get um, yeah what what is this oh as a bonus action, you temporarily transfer one weapon you're holding or an unarmed strike into pure psionic energy. The next attack roll you make before your end of your next turn ignores the target's armor, requires no attack roll. Instead, the target must make a dexterity saving throw against the discipline. On a failed save, it takes full damage, uh, and on a successful save, it takes half damage. Okay, here goes. I rolled a four. Okay. It's going to be full damage. Uh, it's just my Panabis double-handed, so it's not like it's going to be like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> now, I add my attack bonus, though, correct? I would assume your damage, so. Your yeah. damage Your damage bonus. bonus. Your yeah. damage. Because so you weren't rolling to attack. Rough. Do you have a... Well, I think I transposed these numbers. Mm. It should you're, be your... Which you're just now realizing? It should be your strength modifier. Okay. So whatever your strength okay. modifier so is. So it's six points of damage. Okay, that's good enough. Uh, Why don't you describe this ethereal weapon effect? So once I get my sure footing, um, all of a sudden, at the like right before the strike, I I raise up. Actually, I don't raise up. I swing up under to come up like a like an upswing type, sort of at the Mm -hmm. at the areas. And um, at that at that moment, the the blade of my panabas starts to glow like a light blue. And so it's just, it comes in and that, that's what allows it to 
uh, go right through any armor. It, like armor, armor class doesn't matter, and and it just goes right up into regions that are just okay. nether, and um, and it just tears things apart. Your okay. husband's obsessed. Isn't I'm just like gonna say that. So it's like Ginsu. It's like a Ginsu like knife, but like I'm not butter. cutting shoes. Like butter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh grief. <laughs> okay, there is a horrible hiss, and this lizard folk falls to pieces in front of you and lands on top of the ashes of its comrade. There's a poof as the ashes go billowing and silence reigns in the room, except for the shuffling footsteps of Tira making her way up the pillar. Tira yells over her shoulder, come on! You hear that drifting back to you from the chasm? I look up and see uh, Tira and uh, start to run over to her and grab her light axe on the way. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You scoop that up as you go. And I'm bringing up the rear. Gotcha. It takes no time to cover this distance. <laughs> I only went 30 feet. <laughs> oh, and just to let you know, I've also taken care of my bow as well. Okay. You've stowed so it. Oh, picked yeah. it up, stowed yeah. it. I just want you to know too, I've also had a long rest. So <laughs> yeah. <let's continue. laughs> just want to let you know. Is that how that works? <laughs> you make your way to the base of the pillar. There's a little platform where it makes it easy for you to step over the chasm. And as you as you bridge that gap, as you put your foot over, you look down and you just see way down below a brilliant orangish red glow. You feel the heat whooshing up past you as it makes its way up the chasm chimney and out of the uh, crater of the volcano above. Here and there, you see a couple black feathers still drifting down. And maybe imagine that you hear the sounds of, of a distant voice calling. You too step onto this platform and feel that same tingle. Farron, it's for you, it's almost overwhelming. You've never been in proximity to this sort of thing before. Again, to set the scene, the length of the pillar is indeterminate. It goes up and it goes down, and it's hard for you to tell. Diameter-wise, it's about 150 feet across, so this is a gigantic thing. Tira, have you waited for them, seeing that they're coming, or are you just continuing to No, I'm to just running. Them? Okay. Somewhere up above the two of you, Womberbash and Farron, you hear Tira's footsteps, and you make your way up after her, and the three of you come skidding to a stop at the very top. As with the first pillar, the top of this one is mostly level with the exception of an oblong object at the center of the 150-foot surface. It has the appearance of another coffin, although the style of this one is different than the last one. The walls and lid are shiny like glass, but are tinted a charcoal black. The frame surrounding the large pieces of glass is made of some matte-finished metal with a deep purple sheen to it. As you approach, you can make out a dim figure through the hazy glass, but the actual features are well obscured by the tinting. What is that? Is that normal? This is very similar to what we saw on the top of the first tower that we reascended. Bash, can you tell? Can you see who's in there? I can't see anything. Tira walks up to the coffin and without touching it, is trying to look as close to the glass as she can um, and unsure what to do next. I, I don't remember what we did the last time that we got to the top. It seems like 
I think Kalawakos was just up there waiting for us. But there's nobody here. Well, what are we supposed to do? I, I'm feeling kind of sick, actually. It, I, I don't know. Like I said, last time we got to the top of one of these pillars, there was, there was an opponent here waiting to fight us. This, this feels different. Walmer Bash, because you're not engaged in the conversation, you're able to see that there's a slight stirring inside the coffin. Hey, hey, you guys, get, get away from that thing. There's something moving in the coffin. Tira jumps back. As you jump back, there's a hiss and a click. <laughs> and the entire lid seems to raise about a half inch. I move back as well. There's a whoosh as the air pressure inside and outside equalizes. <coughs> and you hear a gentle cough from inside. The lid is still on. Apparently, whoever is inside is waking up. Tira instinctively draws her axe and is just kind of standing at the ready and staring at the coffin apprehensively. Wait, do we know that this is an enemy? No, but I'd rather be ready than not. You hear a muffled voice from within. Is somebody going to let me out? Who, who are you? You hear a gusty sigh. Answer me! Just let me out. No, answer me. Who's in there? My name is Threnody. I look at Bash and, and Farron. Does that name sound familiar to either of you? I shake my head. Threnody? I'm armed, but I'm coming to remove the lid. Move slowly. And so Tira takes as many steps forward as she needs to reach it. Is it just like floating, basically? You said it raises half an inch. Basically, it's All right. maybe a, a, an air cushion underneath it. Right. With her axe firmly in one hand, she grabs a handful of the edge. I'm able to move it. As you grab it, you realize this is a hefty lid. Right. You're going to need some help. Bash, Farron, come help me move this. All right, I walk over, yeah. Get on the other side and push toward Tira as she's I'm pulling. I'm going to pull it towards okay. me. Okay. And Bash is just going to like sort of like lift it up so it just it's up. Yep. Mm -hmm. All mm -hmm. right. You gently move the lid aside. As soon as it gets off the perimeter of the coffin, it reverts to its full weight, and it's it's probably a good couple hundred pounds. Uh, and so you're able to move it over and mm -hmm. set it gently down where it grates against the surface of the pillar. And as you take a moment, there's no movement from the coffin. As you set the lid down and then step over to look inside the coffin, on the black and purple embroidered cushions, a slim young woman lies in repose. Her dark hair is bobbed short in a pixie cut, and multiple silver rings decorate her ears. Her skin is pale, and purple blush above her eyes accentuates the pallor of her skin. She wears a supple leather armor that is primarily black, although there are shades of gray mixed in. The short-sleeved tunic reveals arms covered in black-lined tattoos of intricately interwoven lines. Who is she? She's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Threnody? What's her name? Threnody? Threnody. If you want to put a mental image on it, imagine Mavis from Hotel Transylvania. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that kind of thing. She lies still for a very long moment, 
Her hands are folded, and her eyes remain closed, although you can see movement under her lids. Is it okay to move now? Slowly. (sighs) As if you do anything fast anyway. Her arms unfold, and she pushes herself up slowly into a seated position. Her eyes are still closed. And then she leans on one edge of the coffin and braces her hand against her face and just kind of slowly opens her eyes and looks up at the ceiling or up the shaft of the chasm. Left and right, her eyes are an odd purplish-blue color. She looks very disinterested in what she sees. Uh, Her eyes barely flick over the three of you. And then she shrugs and braces her hands on either side of the coffin and pushes herself up to standing. I guess I should thank you, but I'm not going to. (laughs) These true true bards are jerks. I know. (laughs) Who are you? We've already been over this. My name is Threnody, and you are Tira, and you are Womberbash, and you are Farron. And how do you know who we are? A bard knows. How long have you been trapped here? Years. Do you know exactly how long? Eh, 15, 20 years. Who trapped you here? That's a good question. I know many things, but I don't know that. Are you going to leave now? You're in a hurry. Well, it's just we met someone before who I think was like you, and he left. She walks over to the edge, and she lies down on her stomach and just peers down the chasm. From where she's lying, she can actually see down to the floor where you were fighting. Oh, looks like somebody had some fun. And then with a lazy hand, she points down a couple times, and a couple of the lizards rise up from the floor, and they just start shambling around the room. What are you doing? I'm just having a little fun. It's been a while. She waves her hand and they collapse back down to the floor. Listen, we might not want to make her upset with us, (laughs) so let's just take it down a notch (laughs) as far as how rudely we're speaking to her because she's obviously pretty powerful, so... I mean, I'm not trying to be rude. I'm just trying to be... You're, you're, you sound rude. I'll just put it to you <laughs> I'm like curious, <laughs> and I'm trying to be straight to the point. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she. I don't really like her attitude. It's all, like, lazy and, like, I don't know. She's not really grateful that we, <laughs> the same, that, that this we just is of freed a piece her with, from her bondage of 15 to 20 years. Yeah. This is of a piece with the first guy we freed. <laughs> he was pretty rude, too. Um. I think it's been longer than fifteen years, though. I like I don't I don't yeah, know that she knows how much I time thought. has actually passed because the other dude know. was trapped. Like this happened a long time ago. Yeah. So I had a feeling she was trapped longer based on the stories and the information that I've been given th- so far. Yeah, I definitely think her um, her perception of the passage of time is off. Tira Tira still has her axe out, but is a little less aggressive, I suppose. Just unwilling to put it away because she's still not convinced this is not going to turn south mm-hmm. any any moment based on their previous experience. Look, we went through a lot to get up here and to reascend this pillar. What is your role in this going to be? I don't know. You don't know? No. 
Well, what the heck did I hang glide in here for? <laughs> hey, uh, what, uh, what, what's the name of that guy? Oh, what was his name? Oh, he's not going to tell us. Peter! <laughs> There's a whooshing sound. Oh, here he comes. And a cool gust pushes the hot air back down, and for a moment there's a feeling of relief from the oppressive heat. And then landing gently on his feet is the figure you remember from the first (laughs) pillar. And without even paying attention to the three of you, he walks gently forward with his hands extended and a huge smile on his face. Ah, Trinity, it is good to see you again. How are you, child? And her her face loses that that complete mask of ennui. Exactly. And she she hurls herself into his arms and she hugs him and she's giggling. Antiphon, I thought for sure I would never see you again. How are you? Oh, very well, old friend. I suppose we have some things to do. Oh, thank you. He speaks to the three of you. Uh, any time. <laughs> Wait. Listen, Tira is not. Tira's you guys board. know him. You recognize yeah. him. Oh, yeah. I don't. Yeah. Um, he was just really standoffish the first time, and he kind of yeah. like was dis- dismissive. And then like he jetted and started flying. Well, I started flying. He goes, "Oh, <laughs> you fly too?" Like he was just very pompous. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's beyond. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe out of everything that that has stuck with you so much. Well, it was just, I know. <laughs> it's just, oh. so, so, so. it was hilarious though, because you, <laughs> like, wow, like, like, it was not, it was, it was a, a, a dismissive, like, yeah. surprise. You know, yeah. like, oh, really? Oh, yeah. you, you can fly too? Uh, interesting. And then he just like bolted. I couldn't really keep up yeah, with him. Bash um, kept trying to ask him questions. He's just like, whatever, kid. Yeah, he wouldn't even, <laughs> I'm out. yeah, he wouldn't answer my questions yeah. for the most part. And then I just basically turned around because I, he wasn't going to do anything. He just jetted. Okay. And you said anytime? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I said that. I said what I said. Antiphon, was it? Yes. Do you know who we are too? Well, of course. You're the three who have been shaking up the world. And how exactly do you know who we are? Have you heard about what we've been doing, or is there some other reason? We're keenly interested in the doings of mortals. Who's we? The true bards. He reaches into some pocket of his robe and pulls out a scroll, and as he unfurls it, You see little flares of light. And as the letters fade out of a brilliant white and into the black ink on the page, you see your names highlighted. There's one that remains silver. And you see Peter's name written on the scroll about three or four paragraphs up from where it is now. Antiphon, is there anything you can do to help us in our quest? Uh, Let me see. What was I doing today? I suppose I can fit it in. Uh, turn around, all of you. Come on, give me a slow circuit. What? I turn around? Like spin 360 or turn our backs to him? He takes his hand and he does a little finger swirl, and you find yourself lifting off the floor maybe about three or four inches, and you rotate slowly in a 360 Wait, degree. What are, what are you doing? Put me down! Stop it! It feels like an invisible hand slaps across your mouth. <laughs> 
about to be manhandled. Yes, I could feel something more powerful. You feel your feet touch back down. You. And he extends his hand to you, Womberbash. Reach into your bag, if you would. Okay, I reach in and I pull. There's a very hot sensation as you reach in. And metal burns the palm of your hand. Okay. The spoon is white hot. Mm. Is this helping? Ow. (laughs) (laughs) It cools very quickly, but uh, as you pull it out. Oh, it's my spoon. There were insets where chips of stone had been laid and some of them were missing. Those that are remaining are glowing brilliantly. Oh, man, I got a sweet idea and I hope you allow me to do it. <laughs> What's that? What is doing? Can, can, like, can my spoon transform into an ethereal-like type weapon where it's the spoon in my hand, but there's an outline glowing in blue of like a, some type of a short sword or something like that that I could use in the future? We could make it so whenever you use ethereal weapon, that's it. I'll, I'll use my spoon. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> that's cool. Now all you need is a, a blue lycra bodysuit with yeah. little antenna. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It. Yeah. I'll, I'll I'll come up with a description on how it um, takes on its form and shape later. It goes. <laughs> 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 this should help you somewhat. I, I think having rescued two of us now, you deserve something. Hold it aloft. And let's see what happens. By Grapthaw's hammer. <laughs> there it is! We did it again, folks. You know, we, it's just the way it Listen, is. Listen, if you're listening and you have not seen the movie Galaxy Quest, <laughs> stop what you're doing right now and watch it. <laughs> and then come back and listen to all the episodes again <laughs> and find all the times that we mention Galaxy Quest lines. As you hold up the spoon... Those little chips of stone flare, and suddenly little circles of floating light appear, and they begin to grow bigger and bigger until you're looking at six discs arranged around the perimeter of the tower. And as you look, you see an image through each of them. In the first, turquoise blue water sparkles under a warm, bright sun. Across the way, perhaps a half-mile distant, gray cliffs tower above the sea. At their feet are white, sun-washed beaches, and from hollows in the rising stone the white forms of raucous seabirds shift in dazzling morning light, or plunge for food into the roiling surf below. Although you can see them, their mouths moving, you're not actually hearing any noise, but it's it's so real that it almost feels like you can hear the crash of the waves and the, the cries of the birds. In the second, a pine-crowded trail winds through foothills to a pass in some forbidding tall mountains. Lush forests spread to the left and right, seemingly untouched by the woodsman's axe. In spite of the silent and terrible majesty of the mountains, there's a wild beauty to the pristine land, and this is accentuated by a startlingly crisp blue sky overhead. In the third, in the foreground, Rolling plains carpeted in a grass so green it hurts the eyes extend into the distance. Mile upon mile, the plains seem to merge into distant snow-clad mountains that rise row upon row in the gray light of early morning. The next one, 
Thick trees draped in slimy ropes of waterlogged vines crowd in around fetid pools of algae-covered water. Here and there, things falling from the trees have disturbed the water, and the covering hasn't yet had a chance to heal over the black scar that shows beneath. It's a mercy the portal doesn't allow smells through. You have a feeling it would be rank. Just in front of the portal's other side, a swarm of vicious-looking insects hovers expectantly. Yeah, let's go there. (laughs) A beach, covered in coarse pebbles, appears in the next one. It is swallowed and exposed in rhythmic undulations by the cold waters of a gray sea. Rain clouds are low over the water and the choppy waves are peppered by the fall of heavy rain. Looking inland, you see misty highlands, and not too far away a small village huddles, as though for warmth. And then in the final one, a broken and pitted land extends in all visible directions. Reddish-yellow moss grows on the exposed stone, and for the briefest of moments, a cougar slinks by the portal, apparently intent on some unsuspecting prey. Somewhere in the far distance, perhaps several miles away, there's a distant hill. I have. I need a point of clarification. Yeah. This happened when I put my spoon out, correct? Yeah. Okay. On the pillar. Yeah. And how big are these discs? Six feet? Six by six inch or six feet? Six feet in diameter? Or uh, they're. I'm gonna say eight feet. Okay. Diameter. Okay. They're big. Okay. They're portals. Clearly, I think this is is maybe similar to what we the ship went through to get us instantly to Kazar all of a sudden. Mm. It's just a way for us to go instantly to the location of the next thing. Now, not to be a Debbie Downer or Mm -hmm. a negative Nancy, Mm -hmm. but if we step into these portals, we leave whatever's here behind. Yeah. What what is that? That's our ship. That's the crew. You know what I'm I'm saying? I'm just saying. No, that's true. Um, Our our horses, like- like, we just have what's on our back at this point. I mean, obviously, I think we have our gear, but, mm-hmm. I mean, we everything else that we had mm-hmm. is now gone with essentially no, no guarantee of coming back easily. Just, I just want to lay that down. Yep. Right. Yeah, and Good point. Since I haven't done this before and we're supposed to ascend the pillar, have we accomplished that? It hasn't no, ascended it ha- yet. It hasn't ascended yet. So we still have work to do here. We can't like necessarily well, it's sort jump of kind of does it on its own. own. Yeah. Like whenever whatever is supposed to happen on top of the pillars happens, it just goes. Like in the, on the first one, we fought with Kalawakos, and once we defeated him, it just went, and we had to, we had to just jump off of it basically and get off. Mm. There is a rumble underneath your feet. Oh, grief! Okay. In other is words, there, move it along, folks. <laughs> is there a place we're supposed to go next? We just need to get to the to the next pillar from here, and I, I'm assuming that one could be in any one of these locations. I, there looks like to be a village right there in that one, that, that, that third one there. Maybe there's someone there who could help us find what's next, but I think we need to, we need to make up our minds quickly. This thing's about to move. Another rumble. Anthony! What's his name? <laughs> <laughs> Anthony Michael Hall. Anthony! Anthony! Antiphon. Uh, Antiphon, where should we go? That is no concern of ours. I thought you were keenly interested. We want to help you free the other bards. The problem with being a bard, you see, is we can't interfere. Only observe. He sort of reminds me of Q. No joke! Yeah. We are observers, recorders of great deeds. We have been granted great powers, but we must use those for impartiality and... Establishing and maintaining balance. 
oh, whatever. Let's go where the village is. Someone there can tell us what to do. Like, we don't have to jump off the pillar into, into the thing. Like, they're on they're the surface. They're on the pillar. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. <laughs> I agree with Tira. The, the villagers might be able to help, but lead us in the right direction. I hope they have food. No. <laughs> so Farron rolls her eyes. People has no food. <laughs> Farron rolls her eyes at yeah. Bash's comment. All right. Bash starts running toward the portal. As you race toward the portal, you hear an exasperated sigh from Trinity. I can't believe you gave them such an easy out. Antiphon says, they've been so helpful. They need something. As for you and me, let's go. And there's another whoosh, and the two of them lift off. Tira looks over her shoulder just in time to see them going as she's running. Mm -hmm. You hear a last from Trinity (laughs) as they rise in the chasm. (laughs) You can hear her eyes rolling. Yeah. And they fade quickly into the haze above. And that's where we're going to end this episode. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm going to give you each an additional one experience point for finishing off the lizard <laughs> folk that were Whoa. mostly dead to begin with. Nice. I don't, that's I a little too much, you. don't you think? Thank you for letting me do the burning hands because I yeah. was like, what the? <laughs> Caught me mid-plan there. No, I was just laughing because I am two points away from leveling up. And he says, I'll give you all one point. <laughs> one point for all of that. I was going to give you another no, two for the interactions and for uh, everything. For a total of three for the episode, and let's hear it for the Norse battle. Let's hear it for the boys. I like Bash's idea of turning a spoon into a weapon. That's kind of cool. That'll hopefully come in handy later. That's nice. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe maybe it'll be in-game benefited someone. He hasn't actually done anything with it yet, so once he reveals the weapon. I see. We'll we'll look at half an experience point there. Can I nominate Bash for using uh, an additional feature of Ooh, his character? Oh, yeah, a new feature there. Yeah, I don't think you've used that before. I've not used it. Yeah, take another one. I don't think I should get it. I mean, it's it's already, I, the benefit is of the actual thing itself. Well, we've given Farron points for everything yeah. when she's used a new thing. Yeah, and when you were okay. first exploring your powers, you I gave you okay. bonus points. Mm-hmm. Uh, nominate uh, Catherine or Farron because she thought to pick up my light hammer for me. Yes. Yeah, that's yeah. good. Take two. That's good. Good looking out and good teamwork and mm-hmm. all that good stuff. Are you Thank 11 you. yet? Oh, yeah. 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 By, by one. <laughs> by one point. And how far are you from uh, 11? I'm very far. Nope. You're 73 I'm right now, 73, right? yeah. But that, it'll take like five, six. Yeah. <laughs> it all depends. Shows. It all depends because that last, that last fight, the last episode- we we gained like almost twenty points, right? Not, maybe not that much, but it was it was close. It was like fifteen points, I think, or something like that in total, because it was ten for the fight alone. Yeah, yeah, so, for that major so battle. Who knows? And I, hopefully next, I mean, next episode when the pillar actually ascends, maybe he'll actually give us some points for that. Who knows? Well, we'll be in the village by then, probably, or at least in the other place. But we will have reascended another That's pillar. True. It's a huge thing That's in true. the quest, so we need points for that. Hint, hint. I want to nominate myself. Yes, for um, wow. interaction with yes, the, duh, with the dialogue. The yeah, take twenty experience points. What? <laughs> <laughs> uh, take three. You said it. I'm writing twenty. <laughs> no, twenty minus seventeen. Okay. <laughs> I mean, not a lot happened this last episode. Honestly, yeah, mostly uh, it was um, finishing off. Yeah, and some interesting things have been revealed. Yes. Yeah. Let's hear a recap. <laughs> 
All right. Tira is one point into level 11. Hey, all right. We get to do a level up episode for you after this. You already have like what you're going to- I haven't even looked at it. (laughs) I don't think I get a whole lot at this level. I don't think. I've uh, I looked ahead for like the next two. Oh, I know you're you know you have your route planned out <laughs> up through level twenty, Michael. Oh, Womberbash is nineteen points into level eleven. Wow, he's scooting right along. Farron is eighty-one points into level ten. Nice, good See? job. You're getting there. Yeah, yeah. Great job, everyone. Again, the end of a big fight, the beginning of a big moment here. As you are heading on to the next thing, but the pillar is in the process of reascending, and so. We'll get to that at the beginning of the next episode. I want to thank you all for your helping to tell this story, Meredith, Michael, and Catherine. <laughs> you over there and with the red eyes. Whoever the new guy is. <laughs> and so we thank you also, Stackers, for joining us in continuing our story with us. We're thankful that you are joining us for these. We wanted to let you know before we close out, we did submit our podcast. We got to submit a 30-minute segment to the New Jersey Web Festival. We are one of who knows how many enters or participants in the contest, and we will know by June 30th whether or not we've made the final cut for consideration. So stay tuned. We'll be releasing more about that in episode and also on our social media presences. If you haven't contacted us in some way, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at stackodice. You can also catch us by email at stack.o.dice at gmail.com. If you've not yet rated and reviewed us on iTunes, please do that. Take a moment to do that. That really helps. I've also been very impressed with our exposure this month, actually the month of April. We have a a good number of downloads and really a surprising number from, let me get this order right. I think it's UK, Canada, India, and Germany. And so we're really doing some good stuff in those countries. Thank you very much. If you are listening from one of those countries right now, we appreciate it. And we are really glad we never would have thought going into this whole crazy endeavor that we would have listeners in other countries, let alone in the U.S. So thank you very much. If you can take a moment to reach out to us, we sure would love to hear from you and to know what you think of our story. We'll see you again here next time at Stack of Dice. We should learn how to say thank you in each of those. All right. Let's go. Very serious. We have to ascend the tower and do the thing. Threnody, I'm armed, but I'm going to come and move the lid. Sorry, I couldn't think of the name. The lid. The lid. (laughs) Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) Do you know what happens? That was so unexpected. I actually listened to that uh, before he came over, Mm -hmm. and Michael was like, "What was so funny?" Because like I'm I'm in another room, and she's like, "Ah, ah, ah." "I'm like, what's going on?" She's like, "You're an idiot."